1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialist with an office in Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
0: All right, Eric, let's uh, dive in and see what we got from Edgar in the Windsor Heights area. He says, Eric, how much money do you normally need to have in order to qualify for one of these continuing care retirement communities?
2: Oh, Edgar, uh, I don't.
0: They're pricey. I know that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Each one, I I had had some clients look into that, and I know that there's a there's a buy-in amount that you got to buy in. and There's a um, certain amount you got to pay per month. Um, so each one's a little bit different. Um, I would say you just have to call and find out. But I was uh, ballpark. I would I think it was like a two hundred fifty thousand was the number that I heard just, uh, just the buy-in. So it ain't cheap, um, but. Normally, if you're looking into that, Edgar, you're probably looking to sell your primary residence. I'm not sure what your current primary residence is worth, but that's normally what you're putting down uh, on that because you're essentially moving, right? You're getting an apartment or whatever they have. It's a more similar so apartments or a condo or something like that. So yeah, um,
0: yeah. Just doing a know. quick Google, I came across a, a couple of things here where it's about five thousand dollars a month for independent living. Uh, you know, in a, or assisted six thousand dollars a month in you know various communities throughout the country. I'm sure different areas are going to be you know different price based on yeah, the area. I think you're saying
2: to, 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 in order to qualify. So I think see. Oh, like two how much your so, assets?
0: You, yeah, if you are looking yeah, okay.
2: at assets, um, you know they don't say okay, you can only come here if you have a million dollars greater net worth or mm, something okay. like that. It's not how it's based. So the ones where you got to put money in in order to get in, that's where you got to buy in.
0: Ah. Kind of like then, buying like a condo or something like that. Right,
2: yeah. right. So someone will have, like, hey, you gotta, you got to pay so much to, for your equity stake inside of here. And then it's so much per month. And then if you progress into, like, the memory care, it's going to be this much more. But on the backside, there might be some equity that your family will get at the end when you pass away. I think that's what he might be leaning towards. Otherwise, mm, okay. if you're going into a care center, that's going to be income-based, and that's if you qualify for maybe look, Title Nineteen, or if you're a veteran. I have aids in attendance, something like that. So there's two kind of tracks. But I think he's saying, okay, do you need? It's like I have to have so much income or wealth to get into there. It's what is the buy-in? Gotcha. How much I have to put in? And that's where you got to look at each each community to see what their standards are. So
0: like like all of us, I think you know, different times in life. I'm sure everybody did is like, hey, I wonder what how much it would be to open my own, you know, blank blank franchise right right oh you know it's a right. million dollars at one point to get a mcdonald's you know now it's probably like seven or ten or whatever right that kind of idea i suppose you know that's a great question maybe we should do a segment one of these times do a little research we'll do a segment on one of these these types of communities and maybe share some more of that information with our listeners so yeah, yeah. i have a
2: quick google search i could get some uh i actually um Put some feelers out. I have some people that might be in that could actually even come on, too, and talk about those.
0: Yeah, that'd be fantastic. It's a great nice. question. Certainly got us a little a little stumped there, Edgar. So thank you yep. so much uh, for listening to the show and for suggesting a good, a good idea here, a good topic. So, 515 226 1500 to uh, get on the calendar. Normally, I'd say to you know, talk with Eric about it, him and his team, but I'm sure at this point now he's going to probably have someone start digging into this. So, again, good question. 515 226 1500. All right, uh, Laurel and Clive says My 21 year old granddaughter Eric received an inheritance of 300 grand, uh, sweet, from her grandparents on the other side of the family. But it feels like a bad idea to give a 21 year old that much money. I'm not sure what to tell her or what to do with it. Can you give me some advice or just some things to hopefully you know share with her? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. $300,000 mm. on a 21-year-old could be uh, – I mean, first and foremost, she's going to know more about who, who her granddaughter is than obviously can't, we can. But I don't know. You got any thoughts on that?
2: Well, uh, I don't know if that money is um, already after taxes have been withheld that are going to be due on the money. I'm not sure what type of money it is. If it's $300,000 from an IRA – and that's uh, gross, which means they have not withheld any taxes from it. She's not getting all three hundred. I'll tell you that it's probably going to be closer to you know maybe one one seventy, one eighty, something like that. Because the government's going to take quite. Boy, you will
0: see a twenty-one-year-old freak out over that, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, would. Oh, what? What do you
2: mean taxes? <laughs> what are these? Wait,
0: what? <laughs> I, I, there's a great saying about that. Bill, it was Bill Murray that said, "If you want to teach your kid about taxes, give him a big bowl of ice cream and then immediately take thirty percent of it and eat it in front of him. Right, and go that's taxes."
2: There you go. I was Like, oh that's so- that would be that would be great for them to learn that. Yeah, uh, especially if they got the money like in January and then uh, April next year, then all of a sudden they go, "Oh, you got to pay off some of that." Mm. You know, Shaquille O'Neal talks about. And that what if you he blew us first? It. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah and he didn't have the money. Like, what do you mean? I owe I owe this. Yeah, you owe the taxes on that money. Oh, I don't have it. I'm like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> so first first thing would be before she even spends a dime. Is she needs to get with a tax consultant to yeah, find out how much point. the government's going to get? Yeah. Okay, then she needs to work with a financial person. And, I mean,
0: uh, twenty-one, Eric. Right? Let's be honest. The reality is that they're going to. She's going to want to spend some on herself. Let's just assume. years. Right. and the that, sake that, of that's the argument, fine. That's yeah, fine,
2: and and that's you know what what money is intended to do. But
0: she's twenty-one. She may not have her own home, so maybe her grandmother could talk to her about, hey, if you spend a little, that's one thing. But let's try to put some aside for you know growth to buy yourself your first home at some point.
2: Or whatever. Buying a home. She could fund, you know, she can't put it all into a retirement plan, but she could, you know, definitely make a contribution to a Roth IRA. She could, um, you know, buy some investments at day's interest rates, you could put a big chunk of that in the, uh, in the bank on a CD and live, you know, use the interest by, you know, spend some of it to enjoy, but still have the, yeah. I mean, even
0: that, there. right. Maybe like a five year CD with even like a hundred grand in it would probably give her some nice, and it's, and, oh, yeah. and it's not locked up for, you know, I want to spend it, you know,
2: there are, yeah, there are some things you could do, but, um, just taking a basic uh, duke and time value of money calculations or just sitting down and talking to somebody about that i think a grandparent actually is pretty wise too yeah you know to say but this generation is a, an immediate generation and i think a lot of that too is somewhat um well, a lot of it is the media's fault because what they're being told that young generation is that you know the planet's going to burn up in 7 years you know how bad everything is, so, so just they don't have it. a long term yeah. perspective. Everything they have is so negative, so they're like, "I'm just living for it today." Yeah. You know, it's a YOLO, uh, you only live once type of attitude, and you know what the heck, you know, we're not going to be here in ten or twenty years, so yeah. why not enjoy it now? As opposed to, you can tell her, well, you know, I was your age, we only had this much money, right, and times were tough, and we had to save and save and save, and now I'm able to you know, use the fruits of my labor and that kind of stuff.
0: Well, the good news is Laurel, you're her grandmother, not her parents. So you might get a little more through to her than your parents would. Hey, toss her in the car and say, I want to take you someplace real fast and then bring her down to Eric's (laughs) 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 bring her on into the office and have a conversation.
2: Uh, Maybe listen to, um, you know, I, as much as I hate to refer you to him, but you know, Dave Ramsey, actually, uh, his uh, financial peace thing is pretty good for people around that age. Mm, Okay. Um, there's also some great content on, um, um, on financial literacy with um, Prager University has some good stuff. Mm, okay, um, there's are some there are some things out there geared towards uh, younger people, to, so they can understand some of these financial concepts because they don't teach this stuff to them. They teach them maybe how to balance a checkbook or something like that, but not about long term investing or. But also, you know, if she picks up a couple of things about investing, you know, maybe just buying some companies that she likes. You know, if she likes Starbucks, well, will buy the company, and that way, every time you're buying a. Uh, whatever soy latte with uh, you know whatever it is, you're oh, paying no. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Well, I think your I think your advice first off is definitely. Help her figure out if this is if this is the amount fully, or if she's got to yeah, pay with taxes the tax on it. Yeah, what the tax are going to be? Yeah, you that's, that. that. That's going to be a big one. So, yeah. a lot of good stuff there. Definitely reach out, Laurel, if you need some help. Try to get on the calendar. Maybe you can bring her in for a consultation. Well, to Eric's point, she's not necessarily you know looking at retirement. Maybe a financial professional that could help her think about you know what she's going to need in the next 15, 10, 15 years like a home or something could be a way to go to. So, mm-hmm. great interesting questions this week. 515-226-1500. 515-226-1500. Final one, D impella. Pella. My financial advisor Eric is older than me. Should I mm. move to somebody who's going to retire, who someone else who won't retire, excuse me, before I do?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, D, you know, that's uh, <laughs> I'm getting um, this question more and more. It's the one of the ones that people don't come out and ask you directly. It's kind of one of those topics, those taboo topics you're not supposed to ask. But I know my hair's getting grayer, um, so I'm sitting across from a client, and and they kind of subtly ask, how much longer are you doing this for, things like that. But I have other advisors. Uh, I got Jared, who's younger than I am. We're we're interviewing. We're going to bring on um, another service advisor, and I have a team So I'm assuming um, the reason why you're asking this question is probably just one advisor that you're working with. Yeah, does he have a
0: succession plan, right?
2: Yeah. Um, And ask him that. I mean, I'd be point blank. Hey, what's your succession plan? I assume you're not going to do this forever. Um, Sure. Yeah. You know, what's your plan?
0: Yeah, my CPA was older and two years ago he said, hey, you know, I'm going to be retiring soon, but I'm merging and selling with another CPA firm in town. I'm going to spend two years in the transition so you can make sure you're happy with them, right? So Mm -hmm. that kind of thing.
2: And if he doesn't have a plan, then that's when you start shopping, right? You start looking and say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, start looking. If if he's a good advisor and he cares about his clients, more than likely he has got something uh, in the works or has some type of a plan.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I have that yeah, because I don't want my clients to be, uh, you know, left hanging there, right? right. Yeah. I travel. Um, I drive, right? I mean, we never know when you know the True. end may come True. right so point. need to have that stuff in place anyways but i don't plan on retiring so i tell my clients i plan on slowing down but that's why i have support staff you know i have nine employees and my clients work more with my staff than they do with me they interact more with them so it's it,
0: that's the nature of the business growth right i mean at some point you can't do it all so you have to have correct. people to farm it out to anyway so correct you know. yeah
2: Good stuff. Now, with the direction, they they see me every so you know at least once a year, and I'm here. I'm leading them, but that's what I would ask him. And if he doesn't have that, then start looking. Yeah. Um. You know, but that's this is the advantage of working with a little bit larger firm as opposed to just a sole producer. Um, Good Sole producer. You know, something happens to them, then you're kind of left. Now I'm assuming your assets are custodied somewhere. Like we use Fidelity as our custodian, so even if you know, all of us perished in a plane crash or something like that. Your assets are held with the either the insurance companies that we use or right, Fidelity. Right, right.
0: They're not in your closet in a box, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So,
2: and if you know, maybe you want to come in and talk to us too, um, because you know we do have a bench, right? That's the one thing on like basketball teams or all, any kind of sports team, right? You got know, depth on the bench. There you go. People that can fill in. So that's what you're looking for. So okay. give us a try, anyways. Yeah.
0: That's a great, that's a great, I mean, great questions this week, really, right? Mm-hmm. So some interesting ones for sure. And yeah, I mean, if you, you know, just oftentimes I think a lot of our problems can be solved if we just ask a question. Not saying that you yeah. haven't, D, you may have, we don't know. But You're not going to offend them.
2: Yeah. You're not going to offend him because it's, at the end of the day, it's your money and you have to feel safety and security with your money. And it's not his, it's yours. It's not theirs, it's yours. So you need you to go. feel, feel some kind of security and just ask the question and you might, you might you may already have it planned out and then you find, great, you know. Woo, that's off my shoulders. Um thankful that I asked.
1: You've been listening to the Retirement Ready podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500.